Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing not a fun part of the week. It's the injury situation coming out of week one. Bunch of guys are hurt. We'll let you know what it means. Talk about the biggest injuries coming out of week one. Sam, we always hate when players go down. There's some big ones. Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback missing time for the football team. Marcus Davenport, Jerry Judy, Mekhi Becton, all sorts of players missing time. Which one uh, are you looking at the most as far as these injuries? Look at you, Captain Killjoy. It's all week one celebration. Football's back, and Steve's out here going, no, no, let's talk about all the people that this got injured. This was my idea. Yeah. yeah. This was my idea. I, but the people need to know who, who are the replacements, and, and uh, is their team in trouble? So let's, let's, let's help them out here. All right. Well, let's start with Jason Verrett. Um, tragically, one of the most inevitable injuries, probably. Uh, that poor guy has been just blighted by injuries throughout his entire career. Finally got lucky last year, got healthy for a run, looked really good again. And the 49ers were kind of relying on him this year. And they, he was like, he was a bonus last year. You know, they finally got paid off for the sort of consistent one year rolling gamble contract that they've been giving him. He paid off. Now they've lost him in game. And that's a big blow to that defense because they don't have a great replacement. I know they signed uh, Josh Norman recently, who's going to step in and presumably suddenly be leaned on um, to get some playing time. But like Verrett was the 49ers best corner by a distance and he's gone now. Couple rookies and Ambry Thomas was a third round Lenore from uh, Oregon in the fifth round, Emmanuel Mosley still hanging around there. So yeah, I think, the Niners might have to look elsewhere. I'm with you, man. I feel for, for Jason Verrett. It was awesome seeing him play football last year. Uh, let's let's go to Ryan Fitzpatrick. He comes out early in the game again, uh, against the Chargers. Taylor Heineke comes in. You were calling Taylor Heineke like uh, baby Fitz, the way he plays. There's definitely some truth to that. Heineke's got some, I don't know, he's, he's just played football well for the, for the majority of his career, whether it was at Old Dominion, whether it was the playoff game last year against the Bucs. He was the... Top-graded quarterback against the Super Bowl champion Bucks on their playoff run. So we get to see Taylor Heineke for an extended period of time. And by the way, uh, Ron Rivera did say they're not bringing in any quarterbacks, so those Cam Newton rumors <laughs> already put to rest. Yeah. Um, in a funny way, I don't know that it makes a massive difference to um, to the starting situation. Like, I actually think Heineke might give you a very similar output to Fitzpatrick. It's also probably going to come in a similar way they're, they're stylistically a little bit uh similar as well they remind me of each other i think the problem is that heineke was a nice insurance policy for fitzpatrick now i didn't imagine it coming because fitzpatrick was gonna fitzpatrick was gonna wreck a hip in the first game and, and be done for potentially the season but more you know if fitzpatrick goes on a, on a heavy downswing of the roller coaster you have taylor heineke to turn to um, if Heineke does that, though, if you get a run of bad Heineke for like a month, now what do you do? Because you don't have the backup. Like, presumably, I would imagine um, they, they're able to They bring up uh, Steven Montez. He's still there, right? Um, and if that becomes the backup option, I mean, that's not a great place to be. Or Kyle Allen is still there as well. Um, so that was that would presumably be the trio if they can get those three together. It's not it's not a great situation if you get a bad run of Heineke play. Yeah, so it's definitely a lot thinner uh, in Washington. They're zero and one right now, going with Taylor Heineke. Uh, the Saints had a couple guys banged up. Marshawn Lattimore, 
Um, but more importantly, Mark, well, not more importantly, but I think a, a bigger injury is Marcus Davenport as far as time goes. Uh, it's not it's not an extended period of time, but Marcus Davenport, we talked about him as a breakout player here, the way he looked in the preseason, the way he was trending in his career. So he'll miss a little bit of time. And the Saints coming off that incredible defensive performance, they do need all the depth they can, uh, you know, they need all of their depth along that defensive line. So that hurts a little bit with Davenport going down. Montez, by the way, was signed to the Lions practice squad. So the, the Washington football team could snag him back if they wanted to add a quarterback, regardless of Rivera saying. Knows the system, was yeah. playing in the preseason. Yep. Yeah, and that would give um, so, them three that were on the preseason uh, Washington football team. So the Saints backed up a little bit. That's going to open the door for, you know, Peyton Turner, first round pick for the Saints. Uh, didn't play in the in the opener, but... Um, they're going to have to rely on their depth on the defensive line. Um, a couple of the other, couple of the other big ones. Jerry Judy is down for the Denver Broncos, high ankle sprain. Seems like that's going to affect him for for quite a while. Yeah, and, and this is one where it's a big blow because Jerry Judy is a great player and uh, the best route runner on that team, and is clearly a player capable of being a, a sort of high volume passing target within that offense. On the other hand. Like Denver just has so many weapons that they should be able to patch it together and, you know, next man up mentality and you get more Tim Patrick, you get Cortland Sutton was was not a big factor in the game in week one, um, but the two tight ends they've got there as well, uh, Noah Fant and Albert Oh, like there's so many weapons that as much as you don't really have another Jerry Judy, it, it feels like together you can uh, replace what he was giving. Depth is so crucial, and we're already seeing it here in week one, which is over, but the season is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings has given new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a $1 bet on any week two game, and you receive $200 in free bets instantly. If the sportsbook's not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets. You can place a $1 bet on any football game. It's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Uh, what about Makai Becton, Sam? Big left tackle for the Jets going down for at least a few weeks here. Yeah, that's a big blow, um, particularly because uh, Zach Wilson you know, didn't look amazing in Week one uh, against the Carolina Panthers, the Jets generally, their offensive line, the pass protection struggled a little bit. Um, obviously, Beckton went down in that game, and we got to see uh, some of what life without Beckton was going to be like. It's it's not a great situation. Uh, they would desperately love Beckton to get back there as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, we were just talking about Beckton, Elijah Vera Tucker, and, you know, should have been Morgan Moses. He only played the 17 snaps there, but uh, they they have those pieces that they need to fit in. Losing one of them in Beckton um, just kind of hurts Zach Wilson, I think. You know, it, what what the Jets have built there from an offensive line standpoint, uh, Beckton just a monster, especially in the run game. Uh, Detroit Lions losing Jeffrey Okuda for the season, a guy coming off just a rough rookie season. Number three overall pick. In 2020, struggled last year, was hoping to see him in the new system under Aaron Glenn, uh, and he's out for the season. So we still 
uh, won't know much about Jeffrey Okuda as a player for at least another year. Yeah, it's sad. Um, I mean, he got beaten badly for that the one big play um, in week one against the 49ers for Debo Samuel. Like his entire career right now, he's given up a pass rating of 122. Things have not been going well for Jeffrey Okuda. Um, but yeah, he's going to be on the shelf for a year and it's going to make life tricky for the Lions determining what his future looks like going forward. The only sort of silver lining for them or the um, the potential upside is they get a much earlier look at Melifon with their third round uh, pick this year. It, it look, you know. Amani Oruwarie has been struggling as a starting corner. Melifonwu um, is going to get an extended run. He's presumably going to be next man up and be the other starter, basically, for his rookie season. So that's a baptism by fire. We saw last year that rookies struggle generally coming into the NFL these days, but they're going to get a lot of tape to evaluate where Melifonwu can get to after this season. I think you're absolutely right. Malafonwu, uh, tremendous upside, if you will. 6'3", 213, incredible combine. Uh, only a 37 grade in his debut, but we'll get to see a lot more football from him. Um, so you're right. Silver lining is trying to find guys as part of that Detroit Lions rebuild. Um, one other name to hit on before we wrap it up, Michael Gallup from the Dallas Cowboys. Another situation like the Broncos. The Cowboys have built so much depth in their receiving core can they handle losing Michael Gallup? Well, they already have C.D. Lamb. They already have Amari Cooper. And Cedric Wilson stepped in on Thursday night, did some nice things. Kellen Moore already talked about him as a guy that they trust play in multiple positions. I think the Cowboys will still be in good hands, even without Michael Gallup. Yeah, Gallup is such an underrated player. Like we, All the attention goes towards uh, Amari Cooper and uh, C.D. Lamb. But Michael Gallup is capable of taking Jalen Ramsey out of the woodshed and beating him up for, for targets every now and again. He's a really good receiver. Um, Cedric Wilson, I think, is a really talented guy as well, and they like him in the slot, even though he's a bigger guy than you usually see from the slot. He's got that kind of quick, savvy, route-running skills. I'm actually really excited to see what he can do in a more expansive role, or in, in a bigger role, um, if he takes those snaps that Gallup has had when he's injured. I think Cedric Wilson could quietly end up as a really good receiver that suddenly becomes like an attractive option for a team down the line, you know, when when Dallas has to start making some calls about which which of these guys they can't afford to pay. I know I know we don't always talk about running backs here, but Raheem Mostert also uh, out for the San Francisco 49ers significant amount of time. Elijah Mitchell, though, stepped in, did a great job. The Niners run game probably going to keep cooking, but Mostert's speed will be missed. Uh, unfortunately, injuries are part of the game, but had to cover them and discuss those potential replacements. It's the PFF NFL Daily.